Hello, and welcome to LINK, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, knowledge, and global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. This new and improved podcast channel will cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. In this episode, Editor-in-Chief Marina Mayer talks with John Eisen, Senior Vice President of Government Relations for the International Food Service Distributors Association. Today, we talk about the various advocacy initiatives and stimulus packages available to the nation's food service operations amid the coronavirus and what recovery efforts entail from moving forward post-COVID-19. Let's link to Marina and John's conversation now. Hello, my name is Marina Mayer. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. And I'm here with John Eisen, our Senior Vice President of Government Relations for the International Food Service Distributors Association. So hello, John. Marina, glad to be with you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. So one of the things we wanted to talk about today was the food service industry. You know, nationwide it has suffered, um, you know, as a result of the stay-at-home orders. It's, it's, it's kind of suffering. But IFTA has been doing a fabulous job of, of implementing and creating some advocacy initiatives, some stimulus packages. Um, kind of wanted to see, you know, what, what's kind of out there that is, is being put together to help get America's restaurants up and running. Sure. Well, happy to be here today. And, and you're, of course, correct. The industry is, is having a very difficult time. Most of our members are seeing significant declines in business, obviously, with Many of their customers being closed for shutdown orders, uh, such as colleges and universities or K-12, or serving very, very limited menus of, of takeout items. Um, so it's obviously been a challenge. Distributors are uh, finding ways forward as best they can. And um, thank you for the kind words about our efforts at IFTA. Um, from my perspective, we work on the, the advocacy side, and I think that uh, we have seen some significant developments from government that uh, certainly have at least provided um, some funding so far um, to help bridge this gap. Uh, and then, uh, that's from the congressional side. And then really on the regulatory side, we've seen a lot of efforts underway by the various uh, government agencies to relax some of their rules, provide additional flexibility, uh, and make it easier for distributors to operate uh, in ways that they might not ordinarily do so. Um, on the legislative side, the, the passage of the CARES Act uh, about three weeks ago was really the biggest uh, single piece of legislation we've seen. Uh, it has the Paycheck Protection Program, as you're probably aware, uh, which provides uh, loans, forgivable loans for businesses with 500 people, uh, 500 or fewer employees. Uh, I know that many distributors have taken advantage uh, of this funding and certainly for operators uh, it is a critical lifeline. Uh, it provides uh, loans of up to two and a half times average monthly payroll, um, which would be completely forgivable if used in certain conditions. Um, and so there was an initial uh, allocation of $350 billion, uh, and they went through that in about a week and a half. Uh, Congress today is going to pass an additional $310 billion to provide additional funding for that program. Um, there are also a, a, a number of tax breaks included in the legislation that, let, that distributors and their customers might be able to uh, use. And then for larger distributors, there will be two different programs at Treasury. They're taking, unfortunately, a little bit longer to set up than we would like. 
um, a Main Street lending facility, which will be for employers 500 to 10,000. That will provide uh, loans through banks uh, from the Federal Reserve. Um, we've provided comments on that at IFTA, um, and hopefully we will see that up and running in the next week. Uh, we're a little disappointed that it's taken this long, but hopefully we'll see that shortly. Um, and then there will be a larger business program for employers with about 10,000 people, um, but that is well behind in the time frame, unfortunately, so we're, we're hoping to see that set up uh, within the next few weeks, I suppose. And then as we look forward, um, we do expect additional legislation, um, whether it's providing additional funding, uh, changing some of the rules of the Paycheck Protection Program, for instance, uh, 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 increasing the allowable uses for that money to allow uh, customers, for instance, to pay suppliers for their uh, for the products that they need to reopen, um, and, and making that a forgivable use of the money as well. Um, so we will be working with Congress as they return. They return NAFE to Washington on May fourth, uh, and as they begin the next set of uh, legislation, we'll be working on that. On the regulatory side, we've been very active with a number of agencies all across the government, whether it's FDA, uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, uh, Homeland Security, FEMA, uh, the entire alphabet soup of the federal government. Um, they have all been very, very responsive uh, in attempting to remove any barriers to commerce that they may be creating um, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration immediate, uh, very quickly upon the beginning of this crisis, suspended some of the hours of service rules, for instance, uh, for companies servicing, uh, making emergency deliveries or things like that. Um, FDA and USDA both waived some of the rules around uh, labeling requirements for uh, selling food service product into retail, uh, which some of our members have been doing and doing with some success, but obviously food service product is not labeled as, as a retail product would be. Right. Uh, so they have made... They've relaxed those rules. Um, USDA is, is right now rolling out a plan to, uh, to buy uh, dairy and meat and, and produce uh, have, and, and, and have it assembled into boxes and then sell it and then deliver it, have food service distributors deliver it to uh, food banks across the country, which as I'm sure you've been seeing have been, have been very much in demand lately. Um, so uh, there's a whole wide variety of efforts underway uh, and, and we tried to, I think, influence them and, and, and do what we could to make sure that food service distributors' concerns are heard uh, throughout every level of government. Right. Well, and you bring up a good point about, you know, the food service items going into retail because, you know, we see a lot of it where food service um, distributors have had to pivot to direct-to-consumer. So there's kind of many different arms and legs to how they need to rethink doing business at this present time. Um, what kind of other things do, that, do they need to think of with making decisions like this? Obviously, these companies, you know, for direct-to-consumer have to put some kind of a order online portal on their website, things that they've never really done before. Um, can you kind of explain some of the opportunities that, that have been built as a result of all this? Sure, you know, certainly we've seen a lot of very creative thinking um, from many of our members, um, and they're doing a great deal of work to, to find ways to get to consumers and help consumers. Um, you know, many of them did have 
cash and carry operations prior to this, and, and they are, um, I think, increasing those operations. Many of them certainly are now considering going to uh, or, or doing, opening their warehouses. Uh, they didn't have a cash and carry prior to that. Um, what we've heard a lot of is, is distributors allow, opening up their online portals to, so you can order online, and then they will distribute to or, or bring a truck to a neighborhood community center or something like that, and, you can, and they will deliver your order. Uh, you can come pick up your order there. We're seeing a lot of that type of movement. Um, but, you know, we're seeing, you know, companies are working with grocery to provide um, workers and transportation capacity uh, to assist the retail industry as well. So, you know, really across the board, we're seeing a lot of very creative ways uh, to reach consumers, to help the retail industry, um, to find ways to you know, make up, to, to find business wherever, wherever you can. So for those companies that have, um, you know, seen some success in these other types of channels, do you foresee some of them continuing into those channels uh, into the future? After this well, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I do. I, I think the, uh, the ramp up will, once we get the economy started again, is not going to be uniform across the country. Uh, and so I do think there's going, you know, distributors will continue to be looking to find other ways to um, supplement their business because you know, certainly as we, you know, it's likely that restaurants will not be permitted to open up completely. They'll have to have, uh, a much smaller capacity to maintain social distancing and, and things like that as we get going. So, um, unfortunately, I think this will be probably a, a slower process than we would like. And, and certainly, yeah, I think um, without question, distributors will begin to will continue to uh, look for different ways to um, promote themselves to whether it's through consumers, through the retail channel, whichever way they possibly can. Well, thank you for all of that. Was there anything, John, that you wanted to add that we haven't covered that you would want to share with our readers? Uh, well, we just we appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on today. Certainly, if, um, we are here to help distributors through this time. Um, if there is anything we can do in Washington to assist the industry, that's what we do. And there is opportunity. Certainly, government is listening right now um, to any issues they may face. So if distributors are running into any regulatory hurdles or uh, have any issues in Congress that we can help with. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I personally think it has been doing a great job and, um, you know, hopefully everybody continues to support their local restaurants and, and restaurants across the nation. So we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and um, best of luck to all the IFTA members. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to John Eisen from the International Food Service Distributors Association for taking the time to talk with us. And be sure to link us into your podcast collection as we have many wonderful conversations with great industry experts coming up. Thank you.